I'm Dana Healy, and you're listening to Cities Speak. Welcome back to City Speak. Today, we're gonna to be learning about the Metropolitan Mosquito Control, Control District. So the MMCD aims to provide the community with protection from diseases from mosquitoes, black flies, as well as ticks, as well as keeping annoyance levels down. Founded in 1958, the MMCD has been working on keeping the mosquito population at bay for over 60 years. So joining us today to talk about mosquitoes is our public affairs coordinator, Alex Carlson. Alex has been with the MMCD for over two years. Alex, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to talking about this. So let's jump right into it. Can you tell us a little bit about the testing that MMCD does um, and give us an understanding of what's going on with the mosquito population right now? Yeah, so it all starts with the surveillance work that we do. The first step of mosquito control is really finding out what's out there, both in terms of the adult mosquitoes that are actively flying and then the larva that's finding homes in water and standing water throughout the metro. So we have teams out constantly doing surveillance. Um, that's kind of the main job that we do. We, we collect mosquitoes in traps that we set up around the, the, the metro. And then we also have people going to bodies of water and, and dipping and finding the larva counts. And then once we collect the adult mosquitoes, we can identify them by species at our lab in St. Paul. And they find the specific species that are likely to be carrying um, potential diseases. There's certain species we know are the vectors of West Nile virus and lacrosse encephalitis and other mosquito-borne diseases. And then we have a vector ecologist on staff named Kirk Johnson, and him and his team will then take those mosquitoes into a lab. They do a, a test called a ramp test, where they basically analyze, uh, they grind up the mosquitoes and they analyze them for the presence of these viruses. And then they, they release um, information about where positive samples are found. And so wow. we know exactly, yeah, we know exactly which traps the mosquitoes that are carrying the diseases have come from, but we uh, broadcast the information by county because uh, mosquitoes can be pretty widespread. So even if we find one in one particular trap, that doesn't mean it's only those residents in that city that have to worry. It's, it means it could potentially be found elsewhere in the county. Uh, that's really interesting, that uh, extensive weekly surveillance and testing that goes into it. Um, can you give us an update on the number of Culex mosquitoes? And those are the ones related to the West Nile virus, I believe? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, the Culex mosquitoes are the most likely to vector West Nile virus in our part of the country. Uh, and this has been a weird year because of the drought we've been having. Overall, mosquito numbers are much lower than they typically are for this time of year. However, the Culex mosquitoes are what we call container breeding mosquitoes. They typically breed in standing water that's not reliant on rain. And so they'll find anywhere like bird baths and kiddie pools and, and containers and um, they're, they're very prolific in the catch basins that are on the side of roads um, and so we do a lot of treatments there but so the culex mosquitoes are doing very well this time of year uh, there, there's a lot more of those out um, than we typically see of the other mosquitoes that are more reliant on rain and so we're definitely encouraging people to still wear your mosquito repellent and be cautious when you're outside, just because a lot of times people let their guard down because there's not the annoyance mosquitoes as much, but the few mosquitoes that are out are some of the more uh, risky types. So we like to remind people to still take precautions. 
That's really interesting. So everybody still wear your, your bug protect protection on that. Um, so you mentioned we, we've had a drought this summer. Um, what are some other, uh, I guess, environmental and climate related um, changes that have that impact the mosquito population? Yeah, the drought for sure has had a huge impact this year on the annoyance mosquitoes. Uh, the main mosquito we have is the floodwater mosquito in Minnesota. And those are the ones that lay their eggs on the edges of, of wetlands and ponds. And then when the rain comes, those eggs flush into the water and then that's when the mosquitoes hatch. Um, so that we're usually the most, our helicopters, which a lot of people notice us from our helicopters, they're usually the most active couple days after a heavy rainfall because that's when the most larva is present in the water. Um, but what we're seeing in terms of climate change and, and um, other aspects like that is there are certain mosquitoes that are very um, dangerous when it comes to mosquito-borne disease. But fortunately for us in Minnesota, they can't survive our winters. So we don't usually see them surviving here very often. But more and more, we do see them. They'll come up um, you know, with a moving truck or a recycling truck that comes from southern climates. Um, so we'll find some every year occasionally, but usually not enough to be as much of a risk. Uh, but as you know, there, if, if we have a mild winter with warmer temperatures, they may be able to start surviving here. Um, so it's always something that's on our mind that we're looking forward to and, and just taking precautions against just out of safety. Well, there's a benefit for a Minnesota winter, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, tell us a little more about the helicopters. What does the helicopter do? And is there a process of uh, where you treat certain areas at certain times? And how do people know if the helicopter is coming through? Yeah, that all goes back to our surveillance. So when, when the rain comes, that's when our crews are out and they're checking the water where we know mosquitoes typically will uh, lay their eggs. And so they're dipping and finding out what larva is active. And then they rush that back to our lab in St. Paul where we have entomologists on staff as well as a bunch of seasonal um, inspectors and technicians who can look at the larva up close and determine what species it is. There's 52 species of mosquitoes that we find in Minnesota, but only about 15 are what we consider species of concern, meaning they're uh, annoyance or vectors of mosquito-borne disease. And so uh, if it's not one of those 15 species that we treat for, we'll leave those bodies of water alone. But if they are one of the types of mosquitoes that could potentially vector disease or are known to be a major annoyance, um, then we'll do a treatment. And so what the helicopters do is they go up and they drop dry granules. Uh, they look like little corn, uh, like little pellets of corn um, and then they drop those in the body of water and it's got a bacteria on it that naturally occurs from soil and it's uh, something that disrupts the the digestive system of a mosquito larva so they never become adult mosquitoes um, so it's very effective and it's specifically targeted to only affect mosquito larvae. so that's why we do that um, it's a lot safer than some of the other techniques that are out there. And there's not risks to other species that are present in the area. And there's very little risk that when we're dropping it directly in water, it's even going to be um, in contact with people and pets and stuff like that. And it is, it is a very safe material. So even if it is in contact with people and pets, there's no risk. Um, but we definitely try to specifically target it to the wetlands where we know there's mosquito larvae present. I didn't realize there were so many mosquitoes. Um, and you said that there are only 15 were either um, disease or annoyance. So are there other like uh, non-annoying mosquitoes? I'm just a little curious yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, there's some species that only bite amphibians and reptiles, for instance. There's some uh, species that only bite like uh, earthworms and slugs. Um, it's really interesting. Our, our uh, lab always jokes that um, there's 
the frogs and the earthworms aren't taxpayers, so we're not going to treat the mosquitoes that uh, that are annoying them. Uh, but there are lots of mosquitoes that uh, that don't feed on humans. Oh, that is fascinating. That is going to go on my my list of fun facts to share with my kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's so many other things that the MMCD provides. Can you give us a quick rundown of the other services that you provide for our community? Yeah, absolutely. Our name is Mosquito Control, but in addition to mosquitoes, we also um, monitor and control black flies, which are the small biting gnats that come out in the spring, especially for communities that live near streams and rivers. Um, they reproduce in the streams, and so we, we get counts for those, and then we also treat with a liquid, um, basically the same material we use for mosquitoes, but in liquid form. Um, and then we also monitor tick populations. Uh, there's no effective treatment for ticks that's widespread and biologically and environmentally safe. So we don't do any sort of tick control. More we do for there is monitoring and education. So we, we, we set out traps and can collect ticks that are in areas um, and find out how many ticks that could be um, out there potentially spreading Lyme disease. Um, and then we also do educational programs reminding people to check themselves when they're out in wooded areas. Um, just be aware to identify what a deer tick looks like versus what a wood tick looks like and what the differences are between the two. Um, and yeah, and then we're also doing disease monitoring. We work with other state agencies um, for disease mitigation, education, lots of lots of data analysis and, and management and stuff like that. There's a lot, a lot of layers to the program and a lot of data that we use to determine our decisions. That's that's really great to know that that you're somebody's working on all of those aspects because I know those little gnats, those black flies, those are very yeah. very annoying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you give our residents some quick tips on mosquito control and things that they could do in their own living areas and property to reduce the mosquito populations? Yeah, the best thing you can do, especially this time of year when we're in a drought period, is empty any standing water you find in your yard or in your neighborhood because there's not a lot of water because a lot of the ponds have dried down. And so mosquitoes are desperate to find any water to lay their eggs. So empty out those bird baths once a week and refresh with new water. Um, empty out your kiddie pools. Don't leave tarps laying out where they can collect water. Um, get rid of the water is the best thing that you can do. And then there's personal protective measures that you can do. In addition to just obviously wearing bug spray, um, cover up. Uh, they Mosquitoes usually can't bite through clothing. So if you wear layers, they're going to be less likely to get to you. Um, and then also avoid their peak feeding time, which is right within about an hour after the sun goes down. Um, so that's when they're going to be the most active, the most um, out in force looking for a blood meal. Um, and so that's when you want to get inside or avoid being in a mosquito habitat. And there's also a lot of other tips you can do to just kind of prepare your yard um, to be less mosquito friendly. Um, and so one of those, uh, a simple one that I always recommend to people is installing a screen on your deck or put something as simple as putting a fan out there because mosquitoes are usually weak flyers. Um, and so they're not going to if you have a fan that's kind of repelling them, they're not going to bother you as much. Oh, that is such a great tip. Having a fan out there. I just had a mental picture of the mosquito just. <laughs> yeah, especially on these this year where it's been so hot. It, you get the double impact of it cools you down, plus keeps the mosquitoes away. 
Great. That's, that's an awesome tip. Um, well, is there anything else you'd like to share with our viewers before we wrap up? I know there are some, been some great resources that, uh, you've put out recently. Would you like We've to got a lot that? of good videos? Yeah. We got a lot of good videos on our website, including a new one. That's a, a residence guide that talks about tips. It goes into a lot of detail on the tips you can do to reduce mosquitoes in your yard. Um, so I recommend that. And our residence guide webpage has all those tips in written form. Um, as well as we've got videos just talking about how you can do some personal protection. Uh, we got some funny, you know, educational videos that are meant for all ages from young kids up to adults. Um, so check out our website, mmcd.org. And there's a lot of great um, information on there. And then also come see us at the state fair. We're going to be out there in, uh, in two weeks. So we'll have a booth in the dairy building and you can come ask any question that you have about mosquitoes, black flies, or ticks. And we'll have staff there to, to help answer it. That's awesome. And we, uh, before we went on the air, we were also talking how the MMCD goes to a lot of the parades in the area and you have the iconic large mosquitoes. So if any more parades, uh, keep a lookout for that um, awesome icon. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be up uh, this coming weekend in uh, Vadness Heights, New Brighton, Woodbury Days, North St. Paul. We've got all those parades coming up. Um, so definitely encourage people to, to check us out. Awesome. Thanks so much, Alex. And to our viewers at home, if you've enjoyed this content, follow us on social. Um, also sign up for our weekly e-news blast so you never miss a quality video from Nine North. And check us out on um, our website, www.ninenorth.org. You've been listening to City Speak. If you've enjoyed this show, please like, comment, and share on social at Nine North Media.